Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. Going to be talking a lot about the 49ers and the Rams today. Had Mark Your Words planned for yesterday, but we were so caught up in the Barry Bonds Hall of Fame discussion. Uh, a lot of your calls and texts were rolling in at 888 the Comcast Business text line, that is. But we had to push Mark Your Words, so that's coming up at 5.50 today. And want to give... A majority of the show, the time to preview this game, because this one coming up, I, when you really think about it, when you really dig deep into just the history of these two uh, these two head coaches, these two current teams, I'm not going to say the history of the team throughout their franchises, but man, this is a big one coming up this weekend, and I can't dedicate enough time on this show to talking about this game, so we will be talking about it, but... Want to give a shout-out to Amy Schneider. Amy Schneider was on Jeopardy from Oakland, California, and she just ended, and in, in case I'm ruining this for you, I apologize, uh, but just ended her 40-game winning streak, which is the second longest to the current host, Ken Jennings, who had like a 73-win streak, which is just insane. insane. But Amy Schneider beating James Holtzauer. I didn't think that was going to happen. Holtzauer was a machine. You remember that? We were all so... Because Amy Schneider hasn't gotten as, a, enough uh, enough love, as at least as much as James Holtzauer was getting, because he was doing it in a way that we hadn't really seen before. When we were watching Amy do it, it's like, wow, this is exactly what James Holtzauer was doing. So he was not the pioneer, but he he uh, rebirthed a Jeopardy! champion, and uh, at least a winning Jeopardy, win streak, Jeopardy champion, whatever I'm trying to say here. It's early in the morning. But Amy Schneider, shout out to her, 40-game run. That's insane. And it all happened uh, in in uh, in Final Jeopardy, too. 
That's what that's what got me. She was up ten thousand dollars, and in the her opponent got the uh, the question right on Final Jeopardy. She got the question wrong. She didn't know what the answer was. I actually almost think she did know what the answer was because she's been really good with geography on this run, and it had to do with geography. I almost think you know she just eh, forty games. That's enough for me. I'm good on a forty game win streak. Uh, I'm just not gonna answer right now. This guy has a chance to win. I think he's going to win, or she, or I'm just completely getting this wrong and she you know wanted to win that one she truly didn't know the answer uh but i was watching it last night i really wanted a post-game interview <laughs> you know i was because a 40 game win streak is a 40 game win streak you know when you're when you're a sports fan and you hear the words win streak you're interested in that so when i'm watching and then i see that she loses in double jeopardy and then the show just ends you don't hear you don't you don't hear any post game you don't you don't get any questions from reporters at the podium like that's what I needed yet last night after watching that that's what I needed oh but shout out to Amy Schneider Oakland Zone that's great um so with the 49ers and the Rams coming up this weekend that's a there's that the seamless transition by me this morning uh. But I wanted to get to Kyle Shanahan and just some of the updates with injuries because, of course, first day of practice is on Wednesday during the week, and we got our first injury report, and it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is taking off the injury report due to his shoulder. I'm just reading what's on this injury report, so I'm, uh, I'm sure it's pretty good. You know, I, I hear about the thumb more than the shoulder, so uh, that's off the injury report now, so I guess we're good. And then... Shanahan continued and talked about Trent Williams and where he's at because going into Monday, we heard that he has a sprain in his ankle and that he's questionable to go. Uh, but here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say about Trent Williams. Trent's the same as he was that game. I mean, Trent's mind, there's no way he's not playing. Um, now that's why he was so crushed last game because he believed he would and his body wouldn't let him. Um, so hopefully we'll have some better luck this game. Um, but I know he believes he's playing and so do I. So uh, we'll see how that pans out as the week goes. Um, if he can, he will. And then... He talks about the risk of injury with the amount of carries slash targets that Debo gets in a single game. The more you get hit, of course, the more it's a sacrifice. And the more handoffs we give him, more the more passes he catches. You know, he's going to take some hits. But Debo's handled it well. Um, he's one of the main reasons we're here. And I think it's one of the things that's given him the opportunity to be one of the best players in the NFL. So the more you do that, the more risk there is. But I think um, our team and Debo are very happy how far it's taken us here so far. That was something so special about watching that last game was you had the weather. You already had the 49ers versus the Packers, a rivalry that's there. You had Lambeau. And then he also had the players limping off the field as time is running out. Debo, giving it everything that he had, ends up limping off the field. Trent Williams, who was awesome in that game. The, 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 look, when, with, with Williams, he is just as important as anyone on this team going into this weekend. Because I firmly believe that it's going to be a game uh, that's won within the trenches. Because if the 49ers pass rush gets to Matthew Stafford, and they do it in the way that they've been doing it ever since they've bolstered this defense in 2019, and they get it, they get to the quarterback with four guys getting to him, you stifle Matthew Stafford, he's going to be forced into mistakes. Now, on the flip side, last week, 
every single drive in the first half, except for that drive with the interception thrown by Jimmy, he was sacked. He was sacked. It put an end to any any sort of hope that they had on running a play. And then in the second half, you could say the same for the second half, even down to the point where he was sacked up until that drive where there was the turnover on downs on the fourth and one. Like It, it felt like it happened on damn near every single drive in that game. So to me, this game has to be won in the trenches. And if Trent Williams can't go at, at, at left tackle... Or if he somehow gets hurt during the game, I do believe he's going to go. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be inactive. Trent Williams isn't going to be missing this. Isn't going to be missing this game with, uh, with, with, with the 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 weight of this game. I don't think he's going to be missing that. He's not going to be missing the NFC Championship. Not for the amount that he's getting paid, and not for you know just for the fact that he's in his career needs this type of game. He hasn't played in a game like this before. So I do think he's going to be active, but keeping him healthy throughout the game, that's going to be important. But Tom Compton was just constantly getting beat last week. I mean, Throughout these two games, throughout this season, with these two games against the Rams, Daniel Brunskill has done fairly well against Von Miller, or excuse me, not Von Miller, against Aaron Donald. But at right tackle... Tom Compton, if he struggles against Von Miller like he did against Rashawn Gary last week, then you're going to be facing some problems. You're going to be facing some problems. So I think that Trent Williams is the number one guy to me where he just can't get hurt. He can't. He needs to stay in this game. And even if he's not 100%, you're still getting a very good Trent Williams. Trent Williams at 80 to 85% is better than 95% of the left tackles in the league. That's how good Trent Williams is. In a way, we almost underrate him. You know, I, I think he deserves to have that uh, that moniker of future Hall of Famer behind him. Like, that's how good I think Trent Williams has been at his position, especially in this in this generation. Trent Williams has always been the number one guy. It's normally between been between him and Tyron Smith when the in the NFC East when Trent Williams was with uh, with the Washington Football Team. So I think that he is uh, the number one guy who can't get hurt. But all eyes are focused on Jimmy Garoppolo and Shanahan spoke to the media yesterday, and here's what he had to say about Jimmy's high risk yet high-reward type of play with his aggressiveness. I think one of the hardest things with Jimmy is when people are covered, he believes he can just put the ball in the right spot, which he does a lot. Um, that throw that he threw to Juwan Jennings on third and five that we were hot, he didn't have time to throw that ball, and somehow he created it, which is one of the most talented throws I've ever seen, and um, Juwan ended up dropping it. That was unbelievable. Was it the best decision? It was, because it was right in the money, but that's the stuff that not many people can pull that off, and that is risky. Um, so that's a fine line when you have someone, a talented of a thrower as Jimmy, that he doesn't feel the same way always in the heat of the battle that he can't make that throw. Now when you watch it on tape and stuff, then he'll see it, um, but you're not thinking about that. And when you're playing a sport, you're just reacting. And those are the things that I try to put him in better situations. Um, and sometimes when it doesn't go the right way, yeah, it's disappointing. But I can't tell you how many times that I don't think anyone's open and there is no play to be made. And we need to make one or the game's going to be over. And he finds a way to make it. And I'm not then saying, 
hey, don't do that. I'm thanking him for that. And so there's that's playing quarterback in this league, so it goes both ways. A lot of words being thrown around there from Kyle Shanahan. A lot of words. But the pressure is is mounting on Garoppolo because um, I'm going to get into this later on in the show. I heard this conversation on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network yesterday talking about Jimmy and what his future holds uh, through this NFC Championship game. Ultimately, I think as a, as a team... For this one, I think that there's more. We always have that cliche conversation in sports radio. Who has more pressure on them going into this game? Well, if I had to answer that, it would be, it's a good question, it would be the Rams. Because of how they've built their team. They've built it in a way where it's, we need to win now. I mean, if you're going to tell me which team I'd rather take with the next five years, which team do I think is going to be more successful uh, in the next five years after this season... I'd say the 49ers, just because of how they've built their team, doing it through the draft, getting guys for good value, leaving some money open for the salary cap. I'm actually going to get into that next with Debo Samuel. But with this Rams team, they don't have a team that's really built for the future or that can even build in the future. they got to win now. they got to win now. And right now, they have the opportunity because injuries have they plagued them a little bit this season when it comes to running back because Cam Akers hasn't been in for a majority of the season, all the season, as a matter of fact. It's crazy that he's even back for the playoffs. But to me, the pressure's on the team, but there's also a lot of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a ton on Jimmy Garoppolo because the future for him with this 49ers franchise, if he likes, if he likes it here, If he likes it here in the Bay Area, if he likes living here, if he likes the weather, likes the food, just thinks it's a good place to be, then the pressure's on him. The pressure's on him because if he has a bad game, I don't know if it's so certain, uh, you know, that he's going to be, that the conversation's going to be there for him being on the roster in 2022. I'm not so certain. But one guy I want to focus on, because we're going to talk about Jimmy uh, later in the show, but I want to focus on Debo Samuel. And I want to know from you at 888-957-9570 at the Comcast Business text line or the phone number. And I, I really don't get a lot of texts when, when, I, when I ask this question, but I'm very curious with Debo. We've heard that he's in the running for a contract extension. We got that reported over the weekend. How many years would you be willing to give him? How many years would you be willing to give him on the deal? Now, Let's just keep in mind that the most years given to a wide receiver normally is five. Right now, Amari Cooper has a five-year, $100 million deal. How many years would you give Debo Samuel on this contract at 888-957-9570? I want to get into that next because Dick Vermeil, former Super Bowl champion with the Rams, he was on with the morning roast yesterday, and he had... A glowing endorsement for Debo Samuel. So I want to get into that next. Stephen Langford done on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you're having a great Thursday morning. And I actually mean that. Actually, I really do hope so. I'm not just saying it's a filibuster at the beginning of a segment. I'm not just trying to do the, oh, hope you're having a great morning. I really do hope so. Especially at 519. It's not an easy hour, man. (laughs) The past couple of weeks, I'm not going to lie, I haven't had to wake up early. There are times where I'm waking up at, you know, 830, 9 (laughs) o'clock. It's like, I can't believe it. I woke up and I'd already be done with the shows. (laughs) Oh, man. But I want to talk about Debo Samuel here. Another seamless transition by me. I want to talk about Debo Samuel because uh, as we talk about Jimmy G, which we will uh, in the next segment, but I do want to focus on Debo, there was the report that the 49ers are going to pursue an extension for uh, for him. And I want to know from you at 888-957-9570. That's the Comcast business text line or the phone number. How many years on the deal would you give Debo? How many years? That's all I need. I don't need the amount of money. I just want the years. I'm very interested to hear what everybody has to say about that. So again, the Comcast Business Text Line, 888-957-9570. I want to play this cut from Kyle Shanahan and then a couple, or excuse me, two from Kyle Shanahan at the presser yesterday and then two from Dick Vermeil, Super Bowl champion head coach with the Rams who was on with the morning roast yesterday. So here's what Kyle Shanahan said about the way Debo's been playing lately. I think Debo right now is playing like one of the best players in the NFL. Um, so just to be able to do what he's doing, um, he's obviously talented, but the will that he has, it's, it's unbelievable. And I mean, Debo is one of the most respectful coach players I've ever been around. I mean, he he wants the ball because he believes he can change it at all times. But Debo's not. I mean, I think what he said to me actually was, "Kyle, I got you." Is what he said. And I don't think you know. And I, if he's got me, I'm going to give him the ball. And then he continued about that. I mean, that was a cool moment too. I, I highly recommend you do this. I, I I'm, I'm not going to try and drive you away. Uh, from the show, but if you do get an opportunity, or the station, but if you get an opportunity, uh, the NFL YouTube page posts their mic'd up segments uh, every single uh, every single week, 
and they did one for the divisional round. I mean, if you want to see just high football IQ, I mean, you already had that moment against Dallas where Debo was mic'd up, and that's what Kyle Shanahan's talking about, but they had the mic'd up for the divisional round, and you had just all those uh, multiple situations where you heard these players mic'd up actually call out what they were going to do. Travis Kelsey's the number one guy, but when Debo Samuel did that, where he just called his shot, I mean, that's one of the coolest things. Then he talked about Debo's physicality. Some people you see play with the physicality he does. I mean, they're borderline blacked out on game day. You can't even talk to them because they have to go to a certain level um, just to get there, and Debo doesn't. It's, It's who he is, and that's to me what allows him to play at such a physical level, but to do it at a higher level um, than most people do. And uh, that's why he doesn't really call a shot much. He just inspires. Um, and he inspires me and he inspires our team and that makes it a lot easier to call plays. So he has nothing but good things to say about Debo and and, and so does I mean everybody else does. I think Debo has catapulted himself into not just, you know, one of the uh, one of the more fun players to watch in these playoffs, but nationally, the amount of love that he's getting, he's turning into not only a 49er fan favorite, but a NFL fan favorite. People love Debo in the way that he plays. Nobody can knock his skill set. And nobody wants to, quite frankly. I mean, how can you? With what he does, it's unreal. I mean, he's not a tall guy, super stocky, doesn't run low, just runs straight up, but guys just bounce off of him. It's insane. It's insane the way that he runs. So you heard those two from Kyle Shanahan. Here are the two from Dick Vermeil, Super Bowl champion head coach with the Rams. He is what ought to be called the great wide receiver, okay? Everybody uses the term great wide receiver too often today. All NFL receivers catch the ball extremely well. None of them advance the ball after the catch any better than Debo. My God, he is. To me, he is the number one receiver in the league because of his total capacity to enhance a well-designed play, catch the ball, and then make it explosive. So you had that, and then you continued about why Debo is so unique in today's NFL. There are guys that catch the ball extremely well. In fact, they all catch the ball better today than they ever have in the history of the league. Everybody makes one-hand catches today. They are not unique, but he is unique in how explosive he is after he catches the football. There also is an air of toughness about him as a wide receiver that I think uh, trickles down into everybody that's on the field with him. You know, he's a tough guy. Now, you can't really dispute anything that they're saying. Nothing but good things to say about the guy. So when I ask you how many years on a contract extension would you be willing to give him, I want to have that initial conversation right now. Don't need the money, just want the years. At the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570, I got from the 510. Here's what I got so far from Oreo Cookie. It's tough with the NFL contracts not guaranteed. Make it look pretty. Six years with an option to buy whatever it takes. We can't lose the future MVP of the league. That's from Oreo Cookie. From the 510. Give them four with a team option of year five. Not sure how much, but definitely has the potential to top Cooper at his position. But hey, I'm not per- I'm not Parag Marate. So many players coming up. Everyone mostly in one-year options. We definitely take the Bulls by the horn and take it this year, and I'm sure they know that. That's JP from the stack. From the 510, six years. From the 707, five years. Lock him up. He's the most electric 49er I've ever watched. 
Ernie and Concord, when are we going to get a nice guy stream on Twitch and YouTube? That's not the question, Ernie. That's not the question. I know what you're doing, Ernie. From the 510, three-year deal because of the high risk of injury due to many things he does for the uh, for the offense. Uh, from the 408, three years. From the 510, I'd say three years. I'm not sure how long his body will last the way that he plays. From the 205, or the, the 209, excuse me, I'd give him four to five years. They use him a lot. That could be problematic. Now, where I'm at with this, initially... I'd be agreeing with the three-year people. Now, when you're looking at the contracts uh, for the top wide receivers uh, right now, you got DeAndre Hopkins, who has a two-year, $54 million deal, so averaging twenty-seven, uh, just over $27 million a year, 27.25 if you want to have those numbers. So he leads the league in average annual value. Then you got Julio Jones, who has a three-year, $66 million deal, 22 million average. So that's second. Then you got Keenan Allen, who's third in average, who makes 20.025 million a year, uh, a four year, $80 million deal. Those are a lot of numbers that I'm throwing at, at you. But those guys are a little older than Debo. When you go down the list of guys who got contracts when they were younger players coming off their rookie contracts, you got Amari Cooper, who had the five year, $100 million deal. Michael Thomas, who had a five-year, $96 million deal. Kenny Galladay, who had a four-year, $72 million deal. And Tyreek Hill, who had a three-year, $54 million deal. Damn, they got a really good, they got a really good deal on Tyreek Hill, uh, considering he's making $18 million a year. But I would lean the three years because the injuries, they do worry me in these type of contract situations. But it's hard for me to argue the fact that they could get him under contract for the next five seasons. If they do, I wouldn't be mad at that. If The, the way that I'd guess is it, it all has to do with guaranteed money. Oreo Cookie brought that up in the first text. It all has to do with guaranteed money. When you're talking about George Kittle, it's not just that he wants more money than Austin Hooper. It's that he wants more guaranteed. That's what you want. At least practical guaranteed. Not just the guaranteed uh, at signing, but the guaranteed overall. And right now, the leader in guaranteed overall is Julio Jones, who's have, who has $64 million. So if you're going to give Debo you know, a three- or four-year deal, and you get his uh, contract guaranteed, it doesn't have to be $64 million, but if you can get it in between... 61 million, which is what Michael Thomas was guaranteed, and 64, which is the top. I I think they can make that happen, and they can make that happen in the future. But it also makes it a little tougher if you keep Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster next season and that contract does kick in. So I really go back and forth. I'd say three years just because of that injury history. But the things that he does, the way that Dick Vermeil and Kyle Shanahan talked about him, the physicality that he plays with, Dick Vermeil saying that he just moves the ball downfield. Uh, you know, you any one of these wide receivers can make the the high, or the high point one handed catches. Any one of these guys uh, who are w- within the top wide receivers of the league. You know, I, I saw a graphic the other day where it was you have to pick one of these guys. It was Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. Uh, Jamar Chase or Debo Samuel, and they all have these different skill different skill sets. You can't really go wrong with either one of them, 
but you can't argue that Debo does more to help their offense just because of his effect, his impact in the running and the passing game. Another thing I, I did yesterday was just looked at Debo's draft profile uh, from back when he was with South Carolina, and I'm, I'm looking at his weaknesses here. Well, his strengths are saying extremely urgent and competitive, subtle but effective adjustments around attempted route direction, pre-stem fake option get, uh, op- often gets defenders to lean or open hips, body control, fearless and focused, working the middle of the field, which you see all the time, possesses strong hands with will-to-win contested catches, works aggressively back to the football, steams right through arm tackles after the catch, has running back vision with the ball in his hands, Surprising build-up speed to separate as an open field runner. Four career kick returns for touchdowns. So those were the strengths. That's pretty good. But then you go to the weaknesses, and it says compact, stocky frame, looks out of place outside. Well, what did Kyle Shanahan do? He made him a wide receiver slash running back when the routes that he runs are primarily inside slants. Needs to improve footwork to defeat press. Routes lack forward lean and vertical push. Hip tightness limits stride length. Needs to add some finesse with route work. Struggled to uncover against press and trail coverage. Average burst to separate out of breaks and turns. <laughs> Below average catch radius and midair body adjustments. First and only healthy season was in 2018. Past hamstring issues concern eva- concerns evaluators. And that, in every one of those weaknesses, he's gotten past. He's been able to overcome. But that last one, the past hamstring issues, the one game that we saw him out this year where he was, where they started him at running back. The last, what, seven weeks of the season, that's when they put him at running back and they were winning all of those games, except for that one against Seattle, because that's the one that Debo did not play in. And uh, obviously you had the Titans game. I'm not talking about the Titans game, but prior to that, they'd won five of their first six games that they put Debo at running back. But when he wasn't in, that's when they lost. It's a man. That's the thing. I'm leaning toward three years. That would be my answer again. But you got to give him the guaranteed money. And if they do get him for a four or five year deal, who is anyone to complain about that with what he's done so far for the team? what he's done this season and how far they've gotten. Debo's been a huge part of that. Every single game toward the end, he's given them a chance to win, as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. I know we're focused so much on Jimmy Garoppolo winning them football games, but I think Debo Samuel has contributed to those wins just as much as Jimmy Garoppolo has. It's hard for a wide receiver to do that. It really is. And I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, coming up next, because Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network, those two last names are so similar. He spoke about it on Good Morning Football yesterday, and he predicted the future for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, after this NFC Championship. So we'll get to that sound next. Stephen Langford did on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a terrific 
Thursday. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in to the pregame show this week, glad to be back. Was out the past couple of weeks, but now I am back. And we're going we're gonna to have some fun here. Well, not fun. I don't know. Whatever. I think it's fun. Whatever you consider fun, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for you, but I'm gonna need your help at the Comcast Business Text Line. I want you to react to the Mike Garofolo sound with me talking about Jimmy. He was on Good Morning Football yesterday on NFL Network, and they were having that Jimmy discussion. So I'll give you the broad perspective on that from the show. But I think Garofolo was the one who had something concrete. Uh, But real quick. Ernie from Concord, instead of weighing in, saying that they need a Twitch or YouTube live stream for me, don't need that. I'll, I'll say that, number one. I don't need that because I do not need you seeing how flustered I, am, flustered I am constantly from the hour of 5 to 6, Ernie. That's the number one thing. But I was also talking about Debo's contract extension last segment, and I was asking you, how many years, what kind of a deal would you give him? And Ernie from Concord Said four years, $65 million with a fifth-year team option, $40 million guaranteed. Debo is too important. And if you manage to get that kind of a deal for Debo, man, Parag Marate. I mean, you'd be, he'd be working his magic. Because that type of deal, four years, $65 million, if you're taking the average of that, uh, which is just about... Uh, Sixteen and a half million a year. If you're taking the average of that, or sixteen point two five, you'd be matching that up with guys like Robert Woods, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and they already have more guaranteed. So, already, if you're getting a four-year, sixty-five million dollar deal, fifth-year team option, and forty million guaranteed for Debo, whoo, that's a hell of a deal. That's a hell of a deal. Now, we're going to have Mark Your Words coming up in 10 minutes, so this is going to be a listener participation last 20 minutes, which it always is. You can always feel free to participate with this show. Uh, But Mike Garofolo, NFL Network reporter, he was on Good Morning Football yesterday, and he was one of the reporters who put on Twitter that no matter what, and he said this toward the end of the season, no matter what, the 49ers are looking to start Trey Lance in 2022, and there's not going to be much of a way for them to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, here's Garofolo yesterday on the NFL Network because some things have changed now since they're going to the NFC Championship. What does it mean for Jimmy Garoppolo to take the 49ers to the Super Bowl at the end of the 2021 season? means he should be the starter in 2022. He's got one year left in his deal at $25 million. By the way, that is a bargain when it comes to quarterbacks yeah. right now, starting quarterbacks in the NFL, because we are over $40 million per year on the upper echelon, guys. Now, look, I know what we've reported, Ian Rappaport and I, that their uh, 49ers are committed to Trey Lance in 2022. But Ian kind of put that caveat in there. said, barring a run to the Super Bowl. Well... This is what we're talking about right here. This would be a run mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. And San Francisco, you don't have to rush Trey Lance. You could take your time there. Aaron Rodgers sat at the beginning of his career for a couple of years. That turned out okay. You don't have to throw him in there right away just because you made that trade mm-hmm. up and you got him in the draft. Take your time. Let Jimmy start if he takes you to the Super Bowl. How do you feel about that? At triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero Comcast Business Text Line. Is that where we're at? That no matter what. If the 49ers win or if the 49ers go to the Super Bowl this season, it's a done deal. 
Jimmy Jimmy needs to be the starter in 2022. Is that where we're at? Again, I want you to participate because they had that whole conversation, and that's just a 50-second snippet out of a conversation that lasted about six minutes. Now, Chris Carter, Kyle Brandt, uh, Peter Schrager, all involved. Now, we had Chris Carter who gave the win-loss... Chris Carter, excuse me, Kay Adams was on there. Peter Schrager wasn't. Uh, how am I mixing those two up? But Peter, or excuse me, Kay Adams, damn it, and Chris Carter were using the wins-loss lo- wins record as the reason for Jimmy Garoppolo and why he's getting disrespected. Because he wins games. And they're throwing out all these records, these numbers that are... Indisputable. You can't you you can't say anything against him because the numbers are the numbers. But I do wonder what kind of game Jimmy needs to have in order for that to happen. Because I don't think that if they go to the Super Bowl, that it's ultimately a done deal. It depends on how they win this game, and, and that's really why the win loss record has been in question. They kind of threw away the whole argument of our wins a quarterback stat. They they threw that. They, they threw that topic completely aside. They didn't even they didn't even bother with that. They just said, "Oh, we know that quarterbacks aren't a win stat, and people can go with an argument with that. Whatever. We're not going to talk about that right now." That's how they that's how they looked at it. So they're using the win loss record. But to me, the reason that we've been having questions about that win loss record is because of the way that they've won games. Now, if now let's just say Jimmy goes out there and you know doesn't throw an interception. Throws a couple of touchdowns, goes for over 300 yards, completely dominates the game. Then, yeah, I do. Th- I actually do agree with Garofalo. Uh, I do agree with him saying that Jimmy's going to be the starter in 2022. I could see that happening because, look, after all, he took you to he he got you. He is the starting quarterback to the Super Bowl, and if he has a good game, then he's the reason you got there. But what if it's that type of game where? It's a typical 49er win. One where they... The typical 49er win where they win through defense. They win the turnover battle. That's that's huge. The number one thing to me, at least with on-field play, is the, the game in the trenches. How the offensive lines and the defensive lines stack up. But if they're playing relatively similar and it's an even playing field in the trenches... The number two thing is mistake-free football. Because both of these quarterbacks have been prone to mistakes. Both of these teams have been prone to mistakes. Mistakes are the reason why the Buccaneers were even in that game uh, against the Rams last week. It's because of all the fumbles and the missed snaps and Sean McVay making Cam Akers run the ball uh, three straight times, even though he only had 20 carries for an average of two yards a carry. I mean, it, it, it all came down to that. But what if Garoppolo just has that middle-of-the-road game and the 49ers win in the way that they normally do? They do it when with Elijah Mitchell running the ball over 30 times, the team running the ball over 30 times. Normally when you run the ball over 30 times, a Kyle Shanahan-led team wins. He only has one loss when they run the ball over 30 times. One. So I do wonder, I, I do think that with Garoppolo, if he has just the Garoppolo game that we're used to seeing, which is 
you know, throws a couple of touchdowns, doesn't really, maybe throws a pick, has 245 yards, and has a pretty good completion percentage, and was only sacked once. Like, if we see that type of a game, I don't think it's set in stone that he's going to be here in 2022. I just, I just don't. I just don't. And then they they also continued and said, and Kyle Brandt on NFL Network on that Good Morning Football show continued and said, look, if he has another game like he's had these past two games where doesn't throw a touchdown, throws two interceptions, and throws for 160 yards, he doesn't really see it too likely, him being back in 2022, because they're most likely not going to win the game. But man, if he has an average to below average game and the 49ers still move on to the Super Bowl, I just don't think it's set in stone. I don't think it's set in stone. All right, let's see from the 669. I don't think Trey Lance will be ready to start next year. Let Jimmy start next year. Aaron Rodgers effect for Trey. Uh, from the 415, that Rodgers comparison is trash. Favre was a goat. Garbaggio is Garbaggio. All he's going to treat Trey is how to throw interceptions like he has been. Uh, from the 707, I love Jimmy, but they got to go with Lance and use that money for Jimmy elsewhere. From the 510, no, no, no. I can't take another year of Jimmy. The drama alone would kill me. But I'll tell you, if you're against it, and they do get to the Super Bowl, I think it's much more than just, oh yeah, he was the starting quarterback when they got to the Super Bowl. And $25 million a year, according to Garofolo, is a bargain for a starting quarterback. I, 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 do, I do agree with that because Garoppolo, in terms of average value, was the 12th highest paid quarterback this season. So I did think that he was playing within that realm of at least being a top 12 quarterback. If anything, I mean, I know there's so much criticism. I've given him a ton. Hell, he had to answer questions about that yesterday. Uh, about the criticism on social media and if he pays attention to it. And he says all he's focused on is his teammates. Um, It's got to be, I mean, you know, it's part of my job to, you know, be on social media and try and keep up with things, look on Twitter, look on Instagram, whatever, because stuff happens there. Uh, But, man, if I was an athlete, I'd use it sometimes, but I wouldn't, I'd use it for my own gain. I wouldn't look at all at anything. I'd post. I'd post. Wouldn't look at the responses, though. Wouldn't look at the responses. I'd wait for someone to tell me what the responses are because I got people paying attention to my social media team. That's what I, that's what I'd be doing. I got a team paying attention to it. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna look at the replies. I'm not gonna look at my mentions. Hell no. Hell no. But I I, I do I, I do disagree with the uh, Rogers and Favre comparison because he was taken with the 24th pick in the first round. You didn't mortgage some of your future in order to get him onto the in order to get him onto the Packers. I mean, there's that that's that still image. It's one of the greatest still images in NFL draft history, where it's Aaron Rodgers in that terrible mid 2000s haircut, just looking sad, just looking sad, waiting for his name to be called. Because I think he was there was a lot more expected out of him with the 49ers, for example, in that draft, as we all know. But man, I, I, I don't think it's set in stone that Garoppolo's your starter in 2022 if they do make it to the Super Bowl. It's just Garofolo was just so matter-of-fact with it. I don't know if I necessarily uh, agree with that. All right, let's get to the callers here at 888 So We're going to head into Mark Your Words. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. 
Going once. Going twice. Gone. Uh, from the 650, Niners will regret it. All the drama is made by the fans. Raiders stuck by car and got nowhere. But again, it, it, it's it's hard to make those types of comparisons, though, because Carr had so much wrong for him, so much going wrong for him. You know, I, I get where you're going. Like I understand it. Carr and Garoppolo are always are always put in the same conversation because they're within that same tier of quarterback. But you can't compare the two with their situations. You know what I mean? Like if like Garoppolo throughout his career has been in a pretty damn good situation. I'm going to say that too. He had the same head coach and offensive coordinator the entire time he was in New England. And oh yeah, had Tom Brady. Derek Carr, he had a bunch of different head coaches and offensive coordinators. So much turnover, you just can't compare the two. You can't. It's comparing apples to oranges. That's what makes this all so fascinating, by the way. Because the, the examples that we're using are Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith, which I think is a little more apt to this situation than 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 Rodgers and Favre, considering where they were uh, within their careers. But I, I just, I, I think that comparing those two, I just don't buy that. I just don't buy that. But look, if you throw the record at me, I, I don't like it. I don't agree with that. But if you do, it's kind of it's kind of that situation where it was like Jason Siegel in the movie that I'm forgetting about. Uh, I forgot what it's called. I think it's Bad Teacher is what it's called. Where they're arguing about Kobe versus LeBron. Rest in peace, Kobe. But they're arguing about Kobe versus LeBron. And then he talks about the championships. And then the kid's arguing whether LeBron's better than Kobe. And Jason Siegel is saying, well, he's got the championships. He's like, that's your only argument. And he's like, that's the only argument I need. I think some people are going to use those two Super Bowls as that argument whenever you say something bad about Garoppolo in the future after the playoffs. <laughs> and they do. And they do make and they do make the Super Bowl. All right, before we get to mark your words, let's get to the caller here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. You know how I do it? I'd answer your call on the air. I don't screen them behind the scenes. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you, but your phone line doesn't seem to be working. Your phone line doesn't seem to be working. Call back. Call back. All right, so mark your words. Oh, was it MJ and LeBron? Was it MJ and LeBron <laughs> from from Bad Teacher? Um, so here's where I'm going. With Mark Your Words, it's simple. 49ers versus Rams. Normally I try to make this more specific. For example, I had one with Clay Thompson. What will Clay Thompson look like in his first, in his, in his return? A little more vague. But this one, it's 49ers versus Rams. I want you to mark your words. Now, here's the criteria. You got to start off your text or your call with mark my words. Give me your take on what's going to happen with the 49ers and the Rams this weekend. And then close it out with your name and city so I can actually mark them. And then on Monday, I'll go over it. We'll rehash them tomorrow. I'll read some of them off. But then I'll actually get the results on Monday. And we'll see if you're right with Mark Your Words. All right, let's get to it. And I got to tell you, I know I use this for the doghouse. 
But man, this beat's so smooth. From the 650, why are we even debating this? Jimmy G needs to start next year or the Niners are back on the rebuilding plan. Not exactly. Not exactly. They've been building their team for quite a while. They've been building their team for quite a while. Although you do, I mean, man, the pressure on Trey Lance and the reaction from fans, that's going to be big. All right. Mark your words. 888-957-9570. That's the Comcast business text line as well as the phone number. Now, I do have a couple of callers on hold. Let's see if they do answer. But get them in. Get your texts. Get your calls. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mark my words. The 49ers will beat the Rams 23 to 10 on good old Sunday. And we take a trip to the Super Bowl in LA, baby. Okay, what's, coming. what's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Rich, man. I'm calling out of Frisco. Rich in Frisco. All right, Rich, consider your words marked. 49ers beat the Rams 23 to 10. Rich in Frisco. That's what I'm talking about. That was perfect. Didn't add the name in city. I had to I had to get that out of them. But Rich and Frisco, you know the assignment. All right, let's go to the caller here. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Damn, one for four today. One for four on the callers. Mark my words, I want you to get a minute. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero at the Comcast business text line or the phone number. If you want to mark my words, you can mark my words. But if the 49ers beat the Rams in the turnover battle, now they've overcome the the 49ers, they didn't win a lot of turnover battles in their in, in these games this season. They really did it. More often than not, they turned the ball over more than the other team, but they were able to overcome that. The Rams they weren't able to overcome that. So you can mark my words that if the 49ers win the turnover battle this weekend, man, they're going to the Super Bowl. You can you can mark my words with that. That's my number one guarantee. If the 49ers win the turnover battle, they're going to the Super Bowl. Mark my words with that. If you want to mark your words, 888-957-9570. We're getting a lot of callers. I should have done this earlier on in the show, but I was ranting too much. From the 510, this is Jorge in San Francisco. Mark my words, Elijah Mitchell will have his best game ever. 49ers win 24 to 14. From the 415, mark my words, Trey Lance will come into the game. For the 510, mark my words, Rams will win by two scores. That's David and San Leandro. 415, the person saying Trey Lance will come into the game. Give me your name and city so I can actually mark your words. Or I could just read off your text and you'd be the one that knows what you sent. Because if I read that, no one's going to know who sent it. No one's going to know who sent it. All right, let's go to the callers here at 888-957-9570. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello? Yes, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Seven for East Palo Mark my words. The Niners are winning. 13, 13 to 6. Robbie Goldblatt is going to put it over on it. Wait, what's your name? Where are you calling from again? Devin from East Palo Alto. Devin in East Palo Alto. In case you didn't hear that call because it sounded like a robot was calling in from 15 feet away, Devin in Palo Alto thinks that the Niners win 13-6, to and Robbie Gold has another field day from the field goal range line. 
I didn't know how to word that. All right, what's your name? Where you call from? Going to the next caller here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. If you answer, if I answer back to you, that means you're on the air. What's your name? Where you call from? Tony Pacifica. Tony Pacifica. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, yeah, mark my words that the Raiders will smash the Niners in Las Vegas this year when they show up. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking 49ers Rams. I don't care about next season. I can't expect you to to just tune in next season and then I'll, like, read those marked words. Come on. Let's go. I got 20 seconds here. All right. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My man, Tony. Hello? Got it from Bono. Scott from Pinole? Vallejo. Vallejo. All right, Scott, what do you got? Mark your words. Mark my words. Bosa has two-plus stacks. A typical Raider fan there, clueless on what's really going on. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. One of my favorite things about being just a sports fan in general in the Bay Area. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.